You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. There's been some footy clubs that have been sharpening the knife again. What's happening yeah. in the Swannies? Well, October 31 is the end of what is known as the football year. It's when they cut off all the finances and when you have to have your last list nominations in preparing for the draft. So Sydney's made another three changes. Three. So they clearly want to get busy into the draft. Sam Naismith, who came out of the academy at Sydney. He's had about three knee recos, hasn't he? Yeah, well, that's that's the sad bit about it. Eventually, someone makes a call on you, and they have mm. at Sydney. The other one who's interesting is because we always remember his third game, seven goals against Hawthorne at the MCG. Ronky. Ronky. Gone. 44 games, 39 goals. Ronky Gonski. Yes, there's a headline. That's not... Um, how old, Rooch? Have you got his age? Oh, no, I don't, actually. He's yeah. one of those many players that uh, may... We'll, we'll get Bumfluff Benny to chase that up. Um, he's another player. I saw Matty Rendell, when he was working for SEN in Melbourne, said he thought 13 of the D-listed players would definitely get picked yeah. up. I think it might be more. 24 years of age, Ben Ronke. Okay. Started in 2018 in that third game against Hawthorne, seven goals at the MCG. And the other one who has been delisted there is James Bell. And he's always promised Rookie a drafting. lot. Yeah, just teased a little bit, but has some ability. What's happening at the Roos? This one will delight a lot of Kangaroos fans. G'day Cooper Steve. Harvey, uh, son of the greatest kangaroo of all time, but, as so he would say, Brett Harvey. Yeah, so he's a Joey. Yes, good point. And did he ever light it up in the under-18s, kicking that winning goal for his Victorian team in the national championships? He's nominated as father-son and, seriously, shouldn't even be an issue, should they? That's the sort of father-son that should be almost automatic if you're a 400-game player, isn't it? Well, as long as you can play. No, but I mean, you know, we have this system now of bidding and clubs can... Keeper Harvey belongs at North Melbourne. Full stop. And then I have look, two sets of rules. Just I understand. I'm just talking about the romance of oh, okay. father son. And then you get you can point out there are some father sons who've had sons who have preferred to stay away from their father's mm. club for good reason. Romance has never been your strong suit. Thank Rich. you. I was surprised. By that. <laughs> Alan Davy, you remember oh. his hundred games at Essendon? Yep. Hundred games qualifies you for father son eligibility. Mm. He has twin sons. Twin. Alwyn Jr. and Jaden, who have nominated to be father-son picks at Essendon, which becomes interesting how you do that in the bidding. Who do you name first? Who do you go for first? If, if it wasn't now, difficult with the cloaks and the and the Dacos issue at Collingwood, here it is, Essendon. Who are you picking, Alwyn or Jaden? There'll be a hypocrite here. This okay. is where romance should come into oh, it. If you're a twin, you get a two-for-one. I don't mind that. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, it gets hey. all... Yeah, we do make up the rules as we go here, don't we? Oh, I'm a lateral thinker, Roach. <laughs> all righty. So, and, uh, yeah, so that's Ruse and Essen, and that's yep. about all that's happening in the footy world at the moment. If you've heard something that we haven't, by all means. Hey, we did hear something on Thursday, didn't we? We had a nice photograph sent to us of Ooh. Jason Horn Francis in his hospital bed, and we were a little concerned as to the validity of it. And the... No, it was real, Roach. It was real. I, I, I said, been in a few hospital beds, that was real. 
So he's had the uh, pressure taken off his blood circulation at the back of his knees. Interesting, mm. that. If you don't have good blood circulation there, the bone gets a little bit brittle. Okay. So, yeah, interesting how, I mean, that's all... And then I'm qualified like, to speak on what sort of procedure that is and what it really means, yeah. but it's interesting. Well, like, I haven't had too many concerns. Uh, I had a chat to Daniel Nort on Friday, their media manager, mm. good good man, Nort. And yeah, unless he was keeping his clouds very close to his chest, I don't think anyone has any, too many concerns at the moment. But there were concerns that the story got out, and because it got out on our station, Roach, there was a bit of an investigation behind the scenes, and it was one of our listeners that actually notified us. And it was actually Jason's mum that put the You're photos up. Yep. And the club was trying to keep it on the down low a little bit, mm. which you understand until they got the green light that everything was okay. Exactly. So the, the point made at Alberton yesterday was that Jason Horn Francis put this on the table, that he wanted it done now. Not Most players want to just get into pre-season training, you know, make an impression at their footy mm. club. He made it very clear to Port, no, I need this done so I can be the best in the season, not the pre-season. Yep. Interesting. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Mm. All righty, let's jump into a few things. It was the final round of the AFLW. As we mentioned, the Crows have finished in third position as we thought they would. This is their coach, Doc Clark, on um, their thought, his thoughts over their win over St Kilda. Um, well, I was happy with the second half. I thought uh, the first half was pretty poor, to be honest. Um, but credit to St Kilda. They brought, you know, they brought a energy pressure. Uh, they were using the ball well, and we probably just, yeah, we were just a little bit off our best. But the ability to respond uh, and get an outcome was really good. Obviously, it was significant in the in the context of the season. So, um, yeah, to get top four is a great result. Alrighty. What's your read on Chelsea Randall? Are you getting any mail? Well, uh, I haven't got the grand ankle there, injury. But I watched I watched his interview. Yeah. All right, and uh, That's I Matthew thought, Clark. Yep, yeah, I thought the way he spoke that there's a. I would imagine she'll play, but that's just me doing some body language reading and mm. guessing. Uh, this is Doc about how they turned it around in the second half. Yeah, probably the pressure that we'd brought in the first half probably wasn't at the level, and St Kilda were able to then get the ball in their fourth half. The inside 50 differential was pretty significant. So better pressure around the contest, started to move the ball forward, and then probably that last quarter we you know, got the game on our terms, kicking with a bit of a breeze, uh, but we were able to lock it in and, and get some score. So... In the end, very happy to get the win. Hmm. So they take on Melbourne at 6.40 at Icon Park Friday. Friday night. It'll be interesting. I think there'll be a lot of eyes on the TV, what the ratings figures will be for that game. Good point. If they win that one, Roach, then it's a home final, then they're a silly chance. Home preliminary final, which would be interesting where that hmm. would be played. Unlikely to be Adelaide Oval because of commitments to cricket there. See how but the calendar you, flows. Which, which cricket commitments? No, they've got the deck in there already, Kim. They've got mm. – um, I, I think you'll find that once you've got a cricket pitch in, you're not to play games on there. So where would it go, Norwood? Or do they stick with Unley? Mm, interesting. We'll find yeah, out. They've got to win the game first. Roach, yeah, good point. your mob first. stuffed up my Thursday forecast. I thought you oh, could win. And, and that wasn't being um, negative towards – Essendon, who played some good footy this oh, they year. They played very well on Sunday. There's, there's been good signs with Port Adelaide. Yeah, look, they, they're strong in defence. They're creative in the midfield. It just doesn't happen inside 50. And some of their work inside 50 yesterday was just a whole, like a review package of their year. They, they make bad choices 
inside the well attacking Well and truly. Yeah. And they win so much of the footy as well. Uh, here's their coach, Lauren on Arnell, on where it broke down entering the forward 50. Hey, I think credit to Essendon's pressure. I think Essendon were able to pressure our players and force little handballs, which caused turnover, which I think our group, it's not really a trademark of our group to do that. So I think credit to Essendon. They're clearly a better team today. Um, and, yeah, it, it meant that we missed opportunities to score when we had opportunities to score. So in that second quarter, the instruction at quarter time from Laurel Arnell was back off on the handball. It's getting you into trouble. Second quarter, they handballed twice as much because Essendon... Essendon just kept at them. They, yeah. they were very good at just making sure they were kept honest at the contest. And when you're a young side, it gets down to decision-making. Absolutely. And under pressure, young players make a lot of poor decisions. Can I get on soapbox? Yep. Now, I hope the Essendon player who took that heavy knock and we had, again, a, a game stop, what mm-hmm. the doctors did, as they have to do. I hope she's all well today. But I thought... Earlier in the game, and I noticed there was commentary about even the North Melbourne game where the same sort of issues are are coming up. I'm not sure the AFLW umpires are protecting players who are getting hit around the head. I don't agree with that. You don't? No. You didn't see a heap of that on the weekend Uh, where they're not paying? No, no. I saw one uh, Essendon girl get hit high. That tackle was just freakish and unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, it was all legal. It was a yeah. grab of the arm. There was no dumping of the player. The person, just the player, got herself in a very awkward position. Well, I know I know. Erin Phillips wasn't happy with one moment where she was cleaned up front it's a, on. It's a contact sport, Rooch. Oh, I, I think not to very, the head. No, I think it's been really well umpired. Oh, I'll, I'll disagree. All right. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Mm. Um, let's go to, I don't know if you asked this question. Were you at the press conference? I'm at everyone at it sounds like, press conferences. It sounds like one of yours, uh, whether they saw the season as a pass mark. We'll go into really heavy review over the next fortnight of everything that we do. Um, one thing I can assure Port Adelaide people is we'll do, we'll leave no, no stone unturned in getting better. What we feel really confident in is when you assess an expansion team in Season 7 of AFLW, you look at every element. It's not just wins and losses, and we're really confident as a football program. We feel so confident we do this better than any other club in terms of the whole program and what we what we can offer the group, um, the, the level of club support from the absolute top right down um, to even our, our trainers on game day and at trainings. We Our people are, are the best people in the comp and now we get some more time to, to put translate that onto on-field wins. Um, we're frustrated. Um, yeah, look, I think in every press conference I've done, Rich has been here all the way through with me. Um, we, we're we pretty good footy side and we just haven't been able to show the wins and losses for that. Um, and we don't just want to be a pretty good footy side. We, we want to be far better than that. Gut feel? No, no inside knowledge on this one. Just gut feel. The message that Lauren Arnell was selling yesterday, the one that David Koch spruiked up this morning where he talks about Port Adelaide having the best home attendances, which is a figure that's boosted by what happened at Adelaide Oval with the showdown, but Mm. okay, that's the figure. I just sense they want to land a big fish, that they've realised they've got a a good squad in terms of youth that's going to build for many, many years on. That was their strategy, go young, keep it all together, build as time goes on. But they need results, and I think they want to land a big fish. Now, Erin Phillips is confirmed for next season. Yes, heard Juliet Haslam say that at uh, three-quarter time with Mark Soderstrom definitely playing, which is good. She's, she's had a pretty good year. Yeah. I'd like I mean, to see her up for very more. Good year. Yep. But unfortunately, the way the ball comes in, it doesn't help her game, and her decision-making is so good around the ground.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.